1: Say, Who so ever will come drink of this water? It's promised to pour the spirit on your sons and your daughters. If you're thirsty and dry. To the sky, it's beginning to rain. The turtle dove, it's singing a sweet song of morning. The leaves on the trees turn their seal. For cups to the sky The sun the clouds above Are beginning together This barren land is thirsty, Lord So am I It's beginning to rain. hear the voice of my father, he said. sons and your daughter. You're thirsty and dry. Look up. It's beginning to rain. At the first drop of rain. Throw open the windows. <laughs> Call the children together. Throw out the door. Yes, Lord, we will. When the rains of the Spirit are falling, fill every vessel. Promise promised to pour your spirit out On your sons and your daughters If you're thirsty and dry Fly, Look up to the sky It's beginning to rain If you're thirsty and dry Look up to the sky. If you're thirsty and dry, look up to the sky. If you're thirsty, one more time. And dry look up more time. and dry, look up to the sky. It's beginning to rise.
2: Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. It is beginning to rain. This morning I awakened early. I wasn't able to sleep in a bed because my leg was giving me a lot of pain. I began to pray, lift up my voice to Jesus, And immediately I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. I wasn't happy with what he was saying to me, but what was being said was true. He said, you have been, in the last two messages, impatient with my people. He was right, and I repented, and I repent to you. Please forgive me for my impatience. The truth is Jesus Christ, not me. I only can lift him up. And if in lifting him up I grow impatient, I'm in trouble with the Holy Spirit. When you're extremely tired because you can't sleep, that's not an excuse. A reason, but it only shows what's inside. as I've been thinking about it this morning, praying about it. I think of some people that I know. We have no idea what's inside of another person. A man who is a, a sex addict, who is valiantly fighting in the spirit, For victory over his sin, a man who is watching as his as his wife dies—we don't know that man's agony of heart, and it's not for me to judge. A woman who has lost her baby? Struggling to regain her feet? Who's to judge her? The Holy Spirit knows what's happening. And he's right there calling her, loving her. Saying, you can make it. Come on, don't quit. If I were to say anything to you today, I'd say one thing. Don't quit. Don't stop. Make progress in Jesus. Trust the Holy Spirit to heal your pain and to carry you through in his arms. The Holy Spirit is a a spirit of Jesus. And Jesus does not condemn. He calls, invites, wants you to enjoy His presence and come into full healing and righteousness to come into full repentance. So I come today to this broadcast, yes, repenting. Telling you, I'm sorry, and I love you. But also saying to you, don't quit. Don't turn from the course the Holy Spirit is calling you on. As soon as I finished that time of prayer, I could begin to feel a a strong presence of the Holy Spirit. And then my wife came. And she began to sing this wonderful song. It's beginning to rain. That Jimmy Swagger sings so beautifully. I don't want you to quit. Some of you are discouraged this morning. You're saying, I'll never make it. I don't understand it. How can I be saved? It's impossible. Yep, it is impossible for you to be saved. But it's not impossible for Jesus to save you. I want to share with you today. An amazing story from Scripture. It's found in Acts, the fourth chapter. The church has suffered its first persecution for following Jesus, and the church is at this point more than 10,000 members. It's very large, it's spread out, it's meeting in homes. It's meeting together. The Holy Spirit is moving in such power and with such authority. So, Peter and John come back from their night in jail, from their confrontation with the Jewish leaders. And they go back to their own people, their own church. And they reported there all that the chief priests had said, all that the elders had said to them. They listened, and then they said, Let's pray. I like that. Hear all the trouble, hear all the problems, let's pray. they raised their voices together in prayer. This was not a quiet, silent prayer meeting. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David, Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and your will had beforehand decided. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak the word with great boldness. Now, in the NIV, there's a period there. But remember that the periods were added many, many years later, according to your particular theological belief. A period or a comma can change a whole sentence's meaning. I want to read it for you as a literal translation would have it. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants and speak your word with great boldness, stretching out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. I read that. I was shocked to the core. Because... I've spoken the Word of God with great boldness on this radio broadcast now for many years. But my bold proclamation of Jesus, while drawing some hearts by the Spirit and converting some hearts by the Spirit, has basically been a failure. Here's why. Consider their threats. Verse 29. This is Acts 4.29. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, if we go back, and I'm going to take you there. If we go back to the book of Matthew, Jesus is, in the first part of the book of Matthew, giving the Sermon on the Mount. When he came down, chapter 8, verse 1, when he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him, and he said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cured, cured of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See to it that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priests and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant, Lies at home, paralyzed, and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell one, go, and he goes. To that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished. And he said to those following him, I tell you the truth. I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their place at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown out into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing or great anger. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw that Peter's mother-in-law in in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. She got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. And he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Did you hear that? Jesus came to take up our infirmities. He carried our diseases. And he took away our sin. Now, if you follow the scriptures in Matthew, two demon-possessed men, it says in verse 28, came out of the tombs to meet him. They were violent. No one could could pass that way what do you want with us son of god they shouted have you come here to torment us before the appointed time some distance from them a a large herd of pigs was feeding the demons begged jesus if you drive us out send us into the herd of pigs go so they came out and went into the pigs Some men brought to him a paralytic. Chapter 9, verse 2, lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, Get up, take your mat, go home, The man got up and he went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe and they praised God who'd given such authority to men. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. Matthew got up and followed him. Are you surprised? I'm not, I'm not adding anything. I'm just reading straight through. Jesus was about healing men and women and boys and girls. Removing our sin. He came to shed his blood on Calvary. To make possible... That by his stripes were healed to make possible action in the church. The church comes praying and saying, We need you, Jesus. Now, in chapter three, I read this to you yesterday. Verse 15, repent, turn to God, that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Well, what times of refreshing does the Lord want to send us? I want to suggest to you that he wants to send to us the the refreshing power and presence of the Holy Spirit by which... The sick can be healed. The demons can be cast out. He wants to send us the refreshing of the Holy Spirit as we begin to run out of power. The church has not walked in this. Listen. Now, Lord, consider their threats. Enable your servant to speak your word with great boldness. No period. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. There's a direct connection between being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking the word boldly with signs and wonders, with healing, with restoration. That's what this New Testament church prayed it's what they believed you want to believe what the new testament church believed believe that jesus is the compassionate master and savior who died on calvary for our sins who is willing to wash away our wickedness doesn't sound like the kind of church meeting i've ever attended how about you does this describe the church you attend if you attend a church is the power of the Holy Spirit moving for you is the power of the Holy Spirit there for you pastor to speak the word of life over a dying member Is the Holy Spirit there to instruct you and tell you, don't pray for this one, but pray for that one? I'm going to take this one home, but that one, pray for that one. I mean, I know that many of you listening to this broadcast have agony of heart and spirit over your sin. Or agony of heart over the sickness in your family. Or you have agony of heart over the way you have messed up your life. And you need the ministry of the Holy Spirit to refresh you. But what's happened in the modern church is that we have substituted Strategies and programs and concerts. We've substituted these things for the Holy Spirit. I've been down with this broken leg now for almost ready to enter five months. I think this is what the Holy Spirit had to do to me to get me to just stop and be quiet and be still and sit with him and listen to him. We're so full of all of our busyness. Never a spare moment. We've got to go here and buy that We've got to go to this entertainment. We have to on and on and on until there's no time left in your heart for the Holy Spirit or for Jesus. Are you tired of the modern church program? Do you come away from church refreshed and encouraged? And determined to repent of every sin. Determined to get right with Jesus. Already finding your life being transformed as you're driving home. You know you're not going to go there anymore. You're not going to do that anymore. You're going to cry aloud to God until he sends refreshing from heaven. By the Holy Spirit in your heart and your life. I say to you. Don't be arrogant before God. Don't be impatient before God. Don't be judgmental of others before God. Don't be proclaiming your righteousness that you're good and. No, stop. Settle down in the Spirit. Wait upon Him. Wait upon the Lord. Pastor, I've got, I've got, I've got, I have. No, you don't. That's foolishness. My dad was getting old. We were sitting at the kitchen table. I said, Dad, what are we going to do when you pass? he laughed he got up from the table he walked over to the to the sink and he drew a glass of water he said watch ray he put his finger down into the water and then he pulled it out he said can you see any difference in the water because i took my finger out of it no i'm not important Jesus is important. Don't think that your finger in that water is some great thing. That's what I was trying to talk to you about when I opened the broadcast today. I get a false sense that I'm somehow Savior. What a lie. What a lie. If I died today, there would be some changes. But in the long run, it's the Holy Spirit who's in charge. It's Jesus who's in charge. And we humans come and do what the Holy Spirit asks us to do. And when our work is finished, We're removed from the face of the earth, and we get to go and be with Jesus. I'm excited about that. I want to go and be with Jesus. But I want more to stay here because there's a work yet he has for me to do, for my wife to do. So I'm going to stay. I'm going to be healed. The Holy Spirit is already beginning to reign in my house. Is he reigning in your house? Is he reigning in your life? All of the believers... were one in heart and mind. No one was claiming that any of his possessions were his own, but they showed great love for each other by sharing everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And much grace was upon them. There were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sale, put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom people and the apostles called Barnabas, which meant son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and he brought the money and he put it at the apostles' feet. Pretty simple bookkeeping, wouldn't you say? Money comes in and money goes out to help, to further the work of the gospel, to help people find housing, pay the rent, Remember, all of these people that were in town in Jerusalem had come for Passover. And then they would planned to go home. But instead of going home, they stayed because the church was founded. And the prayer that I've read to you is the prayer of the church that stayed in Jerusalem. And they needed help financially. And so the Lord gave them as they needed And it came from other people who said, oh, I've got this piece of property. I don't need it. I can't use it. Jesus must have it. And they sold it and brought the money. They were honest. Everyone was honest. Now, Lord... Consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and to perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So you have the preaching of the word of Jesus Christ and boldness. He is God. He is divine. We are saved by his shed blood. Shelter me, Lord, under the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We're in this together. And then, stretch out your hand and perform signs and wonders, healings. I tell you what, The first healing that happens in Woodbridge will make quite a stir. People will say, Can I be healed too? Does Jesus heal people today? I want to tell you. Jesus heals people today. But we have run out of the refreshment of the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking Jesus, please send another wave a great supply people say oh jesus doesn't do that today well then does he stop preaching his word boldly as well it's right together right there in the new testament church preaching boldly and healing they are coupled together you cannot separate them or you have powerlessness And so the church has to find a new bag of tricks. Oh, let's have, a, let's have a big concert. And we'll have to charge for it because these musicians charge a lot of money. Oh, let's have a, let's have a dinner. We could charge a little bit for that too. Oh, let's have a play. And on and on, the program's role. The pastor's job is to manage all of the programs of the church. And the church is dead. And the lost are still lost. And they look at the church, and what do they see? They see a business, a very successful business operation, building brand new huge buildings, filling it with brush, but no fire to light it up. No power of the Holy Spirit. It's beginning to rain in my house. It's beginning to rain at the National Prayer Chapel. I'm excited. I am joyfully, painfully (laughs) waiting on Jesus, waiting on the Holy Spirit, So please, don't be discouraged today. You don't have anything to prove. You don't have to be somebody great. There's only one great. His name is Jesus of Nazareth. We come and we wait on him, expectantly waiting on his on his refreshment, on his new filling. Would you like to be a part of church where the power of the Holy Spirit comes with a a shaking of the house? Where the Holy Spirit comes? Holy Spirit come. Oh, Holy Spirit. I'm not looking for any human wisdom. I'm not looking for any human success. I am looking for you, Holy Spirit of the living God, sent from on high by our Master and our Savior, Jesus, to teach us, to heal us, to restore us, to make us bold To change the hearts of men and women by healing their diseases and healing their hurt and healing their depression, healing their marriage. Come, Holy Spirit of the living God. All things are possible for our Lord Jesus. All things are possible for our Lord Jesus. Don't rely on man. Holy Spirit, we we rely upon you. And we look with eagerness and with solemnity. We come willing to be changed. We come willing to have all of our sins forgiven. We beseech you for the blood of Jesus Christ to be our covering, our justification, our righteousness, not in part but in whole, not in fantasy but in reality, to be transformed and changed lord please hear the cry of our hearts hear the cry of our hearts lord we can't make it without you lord i can't i can't make it any further i can't make it through the pain I can't make it, Jesus, without your mighty Holy Spirit. I ask for the gift of endurance. I ask for the gift of the fullness of your joy. I ask that there be no complaint on my lips, no grumbling in my spirit. Lord, all things are according to your will. And I'm asking that what's happening in my life and my brother and sister's life, I'm asking that we would allow that painful situation to shape us into your likeness. For it seems I don't learn much without pain. I don't like pain, Jesus, but it seems that I don't learn much without it. So I'm asking in the tenderness of your spirit, Jesus, That you would also make me tender. That I would not be arrogant. I would not be self-sufficient. I would not be irritated. That I would, Jesus, be a humble servant. Totally depending upon you, Jesus. And the refreshing Holy Spirit that you promised to send us. So, Lord, I join in spirit with the New Testament church. I come and stand asking that I could preach boldly your name and your word and that accompanying that would be the healing, would be the restoration of your people. Lord, I'm asking even today as I've preached boldly your name, I'm asking that in this listening congregation you would send forth your Holy Spirit to heal marriages and heal sickness. I'm asking that there would be a great testimony of your mighty power going forth over them during this broadcast. Lord, we ask for hearts that would be transformed and changed and made new. We're asking for husbands who are, who've been hard-hearted and angry that there would be a change in them. I'm asking for some wives who have been bitter, who have been cursing their, their husband. I ask, Lord, for a change in their heart. I ask for repentance in the heart of every man and every woman who has not been walking upright in their marriage. I ask for a turning away in the hearts of men and women, boys and girls who've been involved in sexual uncleanness, who've been fornicating, who've been watching pornography, who've been sodomizing whomever they could find. Lord, I'm asking that this Pit of iniquity would be closed by your blood. I'm asking that thieves would return the money. I'm asking, Lord, that sinners would repent. Lord, they know what their sin is. You've been speaking to them about it. And they've been rejecting it and continuing down the same road, walking in the ways of their flesh. Lord, please come. Please come, Lord. I pray in your holy name. Amen. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. My trust is in Jesus Christ, He will send forth the refreshing that He's promised. I already sense that rain has begun. The rain has begun. And I'm going to trust that the few sprinkles of rain will be cherished by you and by me. And that those few sprinkles of rain will change into a
0: a flood
2: of the Holy Spirit. It won't be me. It has to be a sovereign and divine act on Jesus' part as he gives the orders and sends forth his Holy Spirit to refresh us, to grant us the power necessary to speak boldly his word And then to perform signs and wonders and miracles of healing. Even as Jesus went out healing. We must have that same power today. If you want to be the New Testament church, be the New Testament church. And preach boldly and walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit with healing. And if you don't have the power for healing, do what I've been doing. Go sit down and wait upon the Lord. Read his word. Call others to come and sit with you to pray, to read his word. Well, we're out of time for today's broadcast. By God's grace, I'll be back next Monday. Our brother Ed has prepared a special broadcast for you for tomorrow. It's been prerecorded. I'd love to hear from you. I, have, I don't know if any of you have written this week because I've not been able to leave to go to the post office, but someone this weekend will go for me. But write to me, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You can also go online and I thank my dear sister from Ellicott, Maryland. I've missed hearing from you. Hi, Rodney. Good to hear from you. Thank you for getting in on the chat line. You can go to our webpage, nationalperchapel.com. You can give online. I'm also eager to see some of you come on Sunday. Our service starts at, with prayer at quarter of ten. But come anytime between quarter of 10 and 10 o'clock and you'll be most welcome. Come on time. Don't be late. We're a house church. That's what the New Testament church was. Know today that God is concerned about you. Know today that God is concerned very concerned about you. And he's calling you. And he wants to see you leave the mundane, the normal, the entertainment. And he wants you to come and pray and seek his face with us. If you're in the metro area, come. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything hinder you. Come and pray. Again, please forgive me for being impatient these last two days. It's not about what I want. It's about what Jesus wants. I do love you. I'd love to meet you. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.